1: fans, and welcome to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Thank you guys for being back with us here for episode 270, our season 27 finale. It is Monday, May the 9th, 2022. As always, I'm Joe Murata, joined by Michael Quinn. How you doing there, Michael? How? d he may the ninth be with you. And also with you. Yeah. And thank you guys for being with us here as we romp you through the world of retro wrestling. We have some stuff in store for you. We hope you're all doing well out there as we end another season, Michael Quinn. It's it, already here. It's over. Can you believe it, it? it? You know what this means? What does this mean? Uh, that song that um, <laughs> I'm very excited. That's, yes. it's the best part about this episode. I think I might be the only one that likes that bumper. Yeah. That'll be coming up in a second, folks. But before we get to any of that want to remind you of the usuals here. Follow us on Twitter. If you don't yet, that's at OVP Podcast on Twitter. You might want to do that for the Daily Wrestling Gifts. Again, OVP Podcast on Twitter. Also, make sure to follow us and subscribe on YouTube because we got the uh, canon, obviously. The rewinds are just about caught up by this point. Yeah, it's it's happening. Yep, and yeah, very, very, very close. <laughs> very, very soon. They're just going to be there on a regular basis, the brand new ones. So, our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast on YouTube. Also, follow us on Vimeo, the auxiliary mm. video channel. Ugh. Yeah, I know. But you're going to need it. Uh, you need, you've need you needed it for most of the reviews this season that we've you done. You probably won't need it going forward. You probably mu- won't need it anymore. Yeah, occasionally. Yeah. It might yeah. have something on there. So our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling podcast on YouTube and on Vimeo. And, of course, you can email us if you need to at ovppodcast at gmail.com. That is not A, not E, not I, not you, but Podcast at gmail.com like that special yeah, edition um, yeah it's finale edition what, what
2: is that like that wheel of fortune yeah version? it's a vowel yeah you gotta
1: pick one anyway you, you can also of course talk to me and quinn and uh, over a thousand other retro wrestling fanatics where michael over at facebook.com slash vowels yeah. um it's a good site oh, yes. about the alphabet and stuff not vowels
2: not vowels not vowels, vowels not. with a v yes with a v on an apples with a z well it's got a search bar too where you can oh. type more letters in there what like what uh, Type in our vantage point dash retro wrestling podcast, bing bang boom, tubes, gore, kaflui. Hit the join group you're in.
1: All we're asking you to do when you join our retro wrestling group is agree to one rule, one rule only, which is don't be what, Quinn? A dunderhead. Don't be a dunderhead. And what we mean by that is we want you to bring your topics of discussion. We want you to talk about old wrestling, 80s, 90s, even before that, even after that, right? But we know, we are well aware, that not everyone always agrees, Quinn. No, they don't. They don't. It's they, they, true. They just, it's the internet. It's the lay of the land. They refuse to agree. If you want to refuse to agree, that's quite okay. The thing that we ask you to do is not devolve into personal insults and attacks on people because they don't share your love of Tom Zank.
2: Just no ding- dingusry. No dingusry either. Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: that We don't... No dunderheadism and no dingusry. Yeah. That, just have, those are the
2: things. You don't do.
1: Those are the things. So just have fun is the point. Talking about old wrestling on our Facebook group. And if you want extra stuff, well, we got some news for you here. As we mentioned, the 1984 Cannons are just about caught up on the free feed. A couple more left, but guess what? What? Starting on May 23rd, mm. the brand new Raw Cannon. And what that is, is we're starting with the very first episode of Monday Night Raw, January 11th, 1993. Every week, we're going to have a brand new one. Wow. How about that? The Raw Cannon will be coming up on May 20th, not 23rd, excuse me, May 20th. I apologize. So be on the lookout for that. Also, if you want the pay-per-view reviews, it's every WWF pay-per-view in order. We started with the first WrestleMania. And it just came out this weekend, the latest one, the first ever WWF in, in, your, house. House. in your house, in your house, in your it's house, house, this house, this house, this house, house. Oh, yeah, 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 thing, Exactly. Yeah, you know. We're it sorry. Goes on and on and on. We'll never do it again. Yeah. We probably will. On In Your House, <laughs> Next too. Next In Your House in July. Because I used the
2: song like over and
1: over <laughs> again, if too. I recall. Yes. But if you want all of the WWF pay-per-view reviews from the first WrestleMania to the first In Your House, go to patreon.com slash Podcast if you wish to support us. All right, Michael. All right. The intro song, notwithstanding, song that's being generous. Yeah, the-
2: <laughs> you can play it soon. Yeah, the last time, very and, soon. And hit delete on your computer. <laughs> I
1: certainly so, will. Yeah, never uh, <laughs> want to ever hear it ever again. <laughs> you won't have to. Anyway, what we did, folks, for this opening segment, <laughs> delete the masters of
2: it. Don't I don't want it to exist. The anymore. project file, everything. Yeah, yeah, right? Everything. Okay.
1: <laughs> it all needs to be gone. We'll do. Uh, what we did for this season, folks, is we asked you, the fans, to give us an opinion. About old wrestling, retro wrestling, that you feel you might be isolated in holding, that you might be alone in uh, holding. Department of redundancy. That's right, exactly. Anyway, we wanted you to give us something that you feel like maybe you are the only one. So we asked you in the form of a question to state that opinion. That question being, "Am I the only one?" This is the last time you have to hear this. Am I the only
0: one? Am I the only one? Am I? Am I the only one?
1: So, okay, well, I hit delete. I'm um, doing it right now. So, kay. welcome yeah, I back want to. Am I the only one where we have now officially really it. cleared I'm this yeah. form out of the soundboard? Yeah. Anyway, we have had a lot of submissions and obviously, like, literally over 100 questions that were put on Facebook for this. Obviously, we clearly cannot get to all of them. And normally for the season finale, coin, we do something very introspective, very philosophical. So may I present to you, am I the only one wrestling? No, yeah, I'm just no that's what we always do. <laughs> uh, this is a lighthearted one, but a fun topic of discussion. And it comes from our biggest fan <laughs> in the land down under in Australia, the one and only Mark Rourke. Oh, Mark. Yes. Oh, hi, Mark. Mark Rourke wants to know, am I the only one who thinks that Vince McMahon Is one of the greatest wrestling commentators of all time.
3: I've got an insatiable appetite for life, and I want more.
1: Maybe, kind of, sort of. I think this is very in the middle. You might be the only one that thinks that, Mark. But I will go on the record. That's a little little overkill. Yeah. But I will go on the record and say I think that Vince had periods of time where he was a very good announcer. Mm-hmm. And throughout his tenure as an announcer, I think he was always effective in conveying storylines and emotion.
0: Stud and Patera rape the dignity of Andre the Giant, who has been recognized as one of the greatest athletes of all time.
2: Well, I mean, he could sell the product that um, was his product. Exactly. I mean, I mean who better? It, it, here's the thing. is like, I feel like it's, it's not like a fair assessment to compare him to people that don't know what's going on in his brain aka anybody not him this is true right you know what i mean like if you are you have a company and you have a vision and you know like okay i want to make this guy do this in the storyline and blah 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 yep you can sell that without giving it away easier than somebody who's not in your brain yeah you can (laughs)
1: convey it without putting words in somebody else's mouth exactly so I,
2: i always that was one thing i i thought was always unfair to other announcers when they'd be like Oh, they're not conveying Vince McMahon's thoughts. How the hell do you get in Vince McMahon's brain? Well,
1: I don't want to. Yeah.
0: I enjoy destroying lives.
1: But you know what's interesting, though? Vince McMahon, despite being the owner, obviously, is generally reviled as a commentator. Let's just run down his commentary career. It's easy to do. Mm -hmm. So he had started in 1971. And he replaced Quinn, our good friend from the uh, Washington, D.C. tapings, the one and only Ray Morgan. Yes, Ray Morgan, the original announcer of WF Wrestling in general. Who we like, by
2: the way. I do like him. goes back far enough that he replaced the original from the
1: 50s or whatever is like insane he replaced old school shirt and tie cronkite you know yeah, yeah. Ray Morgan in 1971 on championship wrestling
0: Hi there fans Ray Morgan welcome you back for the next session of your heavyweight wrestling from Washington
1: but the thing about Vince during the earlier days let's talk the 70s right MSG championship things like that he had a very neutral withdrawn, kind of staccato delivery, very much reporting on the action.
0: The big category landing in control here at the moment against Silvano Susan Altino Torres coming over to help out his partner.
2: I think it was, you know, basically Ray Morgan Jr. over there. Yeah, that but, was... you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of the same thing, just, you know, the next... Because things hadn't changed yet where, like, oh, there's these over-the-top announcers, Correct. right? He's just kind of continuing on you know, the Ray Morgan-ness over there.
1: I mean, even someone as over-the-top as, like, Ed Whalen, you know, renowned for being over-the-top or reviled. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ed Whalen was very neutral and very staccato in the same way in the 60s, so it was just, like, a way that broadcasters were. Yeah. In baseball, they were like that, except for a few. He was very neutral, very withdrawn, almost just reporting on what was going on, you know, Chief J. Strongbow, you know, yeah. and very sportsy.
0: Chief J. Strongbow, now you see his colorful war bonnet.
2: He does the announcer thing. This right. might be the news. Like, right. Have you ever noticed that on yeah, wrestling? It's this like, could be the news. Yeah, I, I, that's one. Just on an aside, that's one funny thing about wrestling and Vince's. Is- very much fits the thing that it's like, it's the WWF like reporting team or something. Like they're the, an actual, like they're journalists or something. Vince McMahon and Bill Ritter. Yeah. It's like, it's this fake thing in a fake universe. Like it's very weird.
1: But his commentary was very, if you listen to, he was solo for a lot of this. If you listen to a lot of his seventies and early eighties stuff, he's very sparse. He doesn't say a lot. Right. He's not the Vince McMahon that would later become a full blown parody. He'll be like, Dominic DiNucci. Locking up.
0: The as we said before, looking eager, looking ready for this contest. Very eager to tie up with Lad.
1: Clean break. But even as we've noticed, when we, we when we started doing our championship in '82, uh, right, of the mm-hmm. Cannon, the '82 Cannon. He was with Pat Patterson.
0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Championship Wrestling. Here at ringside, this is Vince McMahon standing alongside wrestling great Pat Patterson. Even now,
1: still, where we are in 84, he's getting a little more colorful. He doesn't yet... Try to bring the fans along in the storyline. Have you noticed that he's not providing emotion yet? I just think that he also doesn't have, like, I own the company. I need to, like,
2: work my ass off to get them in the door because it's my ass if they fa- if this fails. No, that's, you a, know? that's
1: a fair point. Yeah. I mean, he was still shaking off a lot of his Howard Cosell-ish delivery. Yeah. But I will say this. I don't find that old version of Vince to be bad at that. What no. do you think? I mean, he, he's acceptable. Acceptable. I mean,
2: he's nothing like to write home about, though. I wouldn't write home about uh, it. I w- It's nothing where I'm like, "Wow, what a great announcer!" <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> right, that, right. I don't even
1: like <laughs> go there in my brain. Would you put Gordon Solie above him? Because I would. At
2: that time, yes. Yes, of
1: course. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. That's not a hot take or yeah. anything. And I put Lance Russell in the seventies. Anybody else is better than Vince. Uh, at for that the most point. part. Ed Whalen, do you like more than Vince?
2: Yeah, even though like, yeah, even though I, I sometimes he's drunk. Like, <laughs> well,
1: yeah. <laughs> most of the time, most of the I mean, you're
2: you're in a barn in Calgary. It's probably cold oh, out. Oh God! You know, I'm imagine to keep warm with Ooh, the bourbon or whatever. Yeah.
1: What about Dick Graham? Would you put him above Vince? Because I wouldn't, even though I love Dick Graham.
2: <laughs> I don't know, Dick Graham has <laughs> uh, more personality than Vince McMahon does.
1: Bruno Sabartino here. But yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't know what's happening, but he <laughs> but he
2: also is fun.
0: Sabertino, listen, he's been around too long, man. He knows. You got it. That's that bear hug we were yeah.
2: talking about,
1: Cal. Yeah,
2: exactly. I love this stuff. Cal. I, I, I just love that, that. I love wrestling. Yeah, that Dick Graham is just like a guest practically.
1: He's just I'm like con- the Prism guy. Yeah. and they need to use him. <laughs> yeah. like he
2: doesn't shouldn't be there. It's so funny how like unaware he is of I love like it. everything. Yeah, you're right. You know though. what I mean? He just he shows up once a month and does does what he has to do, and he probably goes and has a nice dinner. Right? Like, you know, like it's his it's his weekend night out
1: well back
0: again the spectrum it's going to be wild and woolly again
1: now let me ask you a question when vince then becomes much more national the wwf meaning vince right right the hulkamania era we're talking they're on nbc now starting in uh 85 This is when the change occurs when he becomes different yeah. and it's not overnight though let's be yeah. fair 80s vince to me the best version of 80s vince mcmahon is when he's with Jesse Ventura around eighty seven ish, eighty seven, eighty eight on either superstars. What are you talking about, Jesse? You know, and yeah. Vince's very face and Jesse's very heel. Right? It's
2: for the first time Vince has personality. It's still somewhat limited, so it doesn't get annoying. Like correct, Stop it, Bobby Heenan, or right, like You right. know that shit. <laughs>
1: yes, like, and you have Jesse as the perfect foil for him. Yeah.
0: Uh, all right, now, Jesse, you saw Valentine adjusting that shin guard. He adjusted that shin guard so it would take away any of the doubt that the pressure is coming on from Valentine and Valentine alone.
1: And then when they do those Saturday night's main events, especially in 87, 88, 89, they're perfect together. The main event from February of 88 is like a shiny example Of the good qualities of Vince McMahon, the announcer. Right. Because he's he's got a brand new national audience, right? Over 30 million people. And he's directing traffic, making you aware of the storylines, giving you the emotion, kind of telling you how to feel. Right. But he does it perfectly. What I also like about
2: Vince during this time when he gets Jesse, I feel like any egos or anything is out the door um, because he really lets Jesse say anything to yeah, him like he, he wanted he, that it's almost like there's a directive like feel free to insult me i don't care
1: how far it goes like nothing from what i understand vince liked when people pretended he had a toupee because i think jesse's the one that started that right? right that was like vince's idea
2: jesse will it almost feels like tongue-in-cheek like he knows he's the owner yeah, like sometimes yeah. like even back then like it's not like it's all it's almost like jesse Is kind of winking at the camera, like, yeah, he's my boss, but like,
1: what do you know, McMahon? Like, he always
2: saying stuff like that to him, right? (laughs) Right. You know what I mean? And and that, that, I always liked Vince during that era. Nobody feels like they're on pins and needles around him. It's just like,
0: eggshells.
2: It's just like, Vince does not own the company. He's just journalist Vince McMahon or whatever. It's like, you can just call him a nerd and like all this (laughs) stuff, right? Yep.
1: You know what I mean? Now, Vince was stayed pretty much the same, a little dramatic, a little emotional, a little over the top. Uh, until the early 90s. Now, when Jesse left, I'm going to say this. Vince McMahon with Roddy Piper on mm. Superstars, not good. Vince McMahon with Kurt Hennig on Superstars, not good. Definitely not good. Not good. Yeah. Vince McMahon and Bobby Heenan, they did some pay-per-view. They're not a good team. So Can we pro- be honest? So, okay, so the problem is with, with the Bobby stuff that I always feel,
2: it's actually not Bobby being the aggressor it's always vince like really like he's like you're a liar and terrible (laughs) and like what a goof and what an idiot like you know what i mean like and he piles on and
0: super lady helen hart is her real hair let me stop it bobby heenan
2: sometimes Vince, like, tag teams with people to, yeah. like, get on Bobby's ass. Well, like,
1: on Raw with Savage.
2: Yeah, like, when I'm feeling bad for Bobby Heenan, you're doing it wrong. Correct. Right? You know, like, Gorilla, the way it was, is Gorilla was, like, reactionary to, like, Bobby is just so fucking He's ridiculous so annoying. and such a scumbag right. and stuff, and, he, and Gorilla is just
1: outraged. Right, <laughs> right. And, like, right. any
2: anger that Gorilla has towards Bobby, it feels warranted. Correct. Right? You know what I mean?
1: But with Vince, it's like, Bobby makes a joke, and Vince gets all mad. Yeah, you know, and Bobby, but, Bobby it and won't
2: Heenan. even be, like, insult it will just be like a goofy stupid right. joke it has no like it's not even remotely hurtful or anything and vince is like stop it bobby heenan
1: Bobby are a piece of shit <laughs> Fuck it's, you, like, bobby it's, heenan.
2: A, it's like you're an idiot
1: get out of here <laughs> it's just interesting because vince and jesse had great commentary i mean great uh chemistry And Vince and the next guy that he worked with regularly, Jerry Lawler, had great chemistry. It's just Vince and Bobby did not work well together. But Vince and King, the mid-90s new-gen team, what do you think? So King does a great job. He brings it back to the more Jesse feel, right,
2: where it's, again, King now is in Vince's face making fun of him again. Yep. And it, and and but also sometimes occasionally Vince laughs at King's shit, which yeah. is like funny. They
1: banter. They Vince banter. banters. Yeah,
2: they actually banter, which <laughs> Bobby Heenan and him didn't.
1: They didn't. It was weird. It was like Bobby was like talking to a sheet of glass or something with yeah, Vince, you know? Everything exactly. just bounced off. It was weird. But Vince and Vincent King have great chemistry in my opinion.
2: I'm it's, serious. It's actually true. If you go back it feels like another Jesse type is with him again, mm-hmm. right? It, it, it feels like it's it, it, Vince again saying overtly be, be, when they started, like, I don't own the company. I am right. just this guy that's announcing with you. Just yep. do whatever you need to do.
0: But I'm still upset with that punk kid right there because you know what I'm he set. cost? He cost the world the opportunity to hear Double J sing. He what? He had a victory song planned. And as soon as he beat Razor Ramon, who sticks their nose in but the one, two, three kids. Spoiled the party.
1: And the era notwithstanding, because they kind of presided over the decline, right? 94 to 96-ish together with just the two of them. Uh, The era notwithstanding, they do a very good job, I think, in carrying the shows and making them feel important. The last main thing that Vince did as an announcer throughout 97, he's generally teamed up with not only Jerry Lawler, but also JR. What do you think of that three-man booth? Don't like it. Is it because it's three men?
2: That and like, I feel there seems to be like actual animosity even before the heels JR thing like like oh I don't know I don't, I don't so, know it doesn't feel like they're because well, one either of them is comfortable with each other being there JR well, and Vince
1: because JR probably in real life is like man I should be doing this yeah I need him doing moves and Vince is like I know better than JR I this is my rustling right? I've made it, <laughs> it
2: so, you know like
1: <laughs> you know what I mean my rustling yeah. yeah and then Vince obviously steps down full-time in November of 97 thank Look, goodness yeah no I think it was time it, it was time it was time jr
2: 71 like come on dude
1: it's like, 26 years
2: all yeah, like, running the company yeah it's like enough already i agree running a company for like half of it
1: yeah to be true fair. good point <laughs> let me ask you a couple of questions though because obviously with vince mcmahon the biggest criticism i guess if anyone had their go-to knee-jerk parody would be what a maneuver right
2: well, a maneuver or one two oh yeah, so close right. like every every single time even though it's like some jobber pinning somebody would you classify those as crutches yes okay i mean like any announcer all I was announcers just gonna, have like a crutch i was gonna that's ask not, you does
1: every announcer have a crutch
2: yeah that, that's okay. not you know king will be like look at him or like or jr
1: slobber knocker stomping a mud hole yeah exactly is it just that people found vince's crutches more annoying yeah, because Gorilla had him too, but well, I, well, I love Gorilla.
2: External octubalance, bazubalance, uh, o- whatever. External protuberance. Yeah, you know.
1: But you know what's interesting about Vince? I want to talk more about him here. He was never voted the worst announcer in the Observer Awards. Gorilla was six times, but Vince never weird. was. That's odd to me. Is it because Vince, Vince is not better than Gorilla. He just isn't. I don't think he's a better wrestling announcer than Gorilla, but I do think he's just as good at telling the story of what he wants to convey.
2: Yeah, but like also, again, like, unfair. I guess so. Because he, he can think of an idea while he's commentating it and just, just frame the story to that, and that is the storyline. And like, I'm sure I, he's done that. It's so It's like To me, that's like completely unfair, and no other announcer has that. And no one crush. can tell him that he's wrong,
1: really. Yeah, exactly. He can, he can take as many risks as he wants while he's announcing. Because, because he literally yeah. can
2: decide while he's talking that's that fair. this is the new storyline.
1: That's fair. No, I understand that. How important do you think it is? In televised wrestling, whether we're talking 80s or 90s, to know all the names of the moves and to call every single move.
2: It's important. It's not like the end-all be-all, to be right. honest
1: with you. It's not like it's radio announcing. No. Because where you need to call every single thing. You need to see what's going on. Right, I mean, it's a visual I mean, medium. to be fair,
2: Vince sometimes got more banter-heavy than he got commentary-heavy. Like, remember how we're watching those 95 Raws? Like, for some reason... There's like points when he just stops calling the action. He'll talk about like fucking. He'll make puns with King about the news or something. Or yeah, it's not good like though. Talk like they'll go into five minutes about Duckman. This is true. Like it, it's just like there. There's been points in Vince's career
1: where like he's
2: shifted how he does it. He's not as announcer-heavy. This is true. You
1: know what I mean? I think it also comes down to preference. I could definitely see uh, hating Vince the announcer if you're a fan of the Gordon Soli or early JR or Tony Schiavone or any one of that elk where it's like, all right, shoots the half, and then he float over into an armbar here, hammerlock on mm-hmm. the mat, and in a constant flow of play-by-play. Yeah. Whereas Vince would be like, oh,
0: off
1: the ropes, you know, and like very bombastic.
0: How about that? Cover one, two,
1: no! Do you think that Vince is good at making things sound important? Yeah. You do? No, he can do that. I think he does that well. I think sometimes his oversell is annoying. Yeah. I think we've talked about that plenty of times. I
2: think that where Vince's shortcoming is, is he can make things sound important. But on a bigger stage, like a WrestleMania, I hated when he did WrestleMania. I don't like it. How many did he do? What? 10 through 13. Yeah. Yeah, right? I just think that it's like, it feels, because Vince was always the championship wrestling guy and like and superstar superstars, Starting this main event though like, too. It always felt like I was watching a TV show and not a pay-per-view when Vince is calling it. And it's just, I think it's just his style. Like I feel like he's promoting stuff even though we're at the thing he was promoting. Well, but, 11, you know what I mean?
1: 11 is the worst example of that. Yeah. But is part of it The reason it feels minor just because of the era in which he did the WrestleManias. No,
2: because I think Vince. See, here's the thing: is I think Vince being literally the promoter that he can't help himself from promoting, promoting, promoting all the time. That is great on television. When you get to the pay per view, where it's like, this is the thing we're promoting, right? Like, you're there's nothing to promote, right? (laughs) It's like you're at the big stage. True. I think Gorilla was better at that because Gorilla has no skin in the game as far as like. Promotion is concerned. So then, Gorilla makes it feel like it's like you're at the main event, like you're at the thing that we've been talking about for six months or whatever. This
1: like, is what it's all yeah, about. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. Thing, like yeah. Gorilla,
2: like really hits hits a home run when it that is concerned. And that's also why, like when it moved to Jr. and King again,
1: Jr. was good exactly like when Very you're at that grand,
2: when you're at the grand stage that's who you want there the you don't want the guy who's financially dependent on buying you this thing and then all he's doing at the next one is selling you to the next thing i understand you, what you know what i mean
1: i do understand your point i do think that vince doesn't have too many memorable calls no he doesn't if he you doesn't really think about, about memorable it memorable calls off the top of my head the biggest one is the boyhood dream has come true for sean michaels that's Is that his big moment makes like, do a big thing. That's one of his oft repeated ones, uh, soundbite-wise. Or I guess WrestleMania 10, you are witnessing the blast off to the next decade, but that's not really good. Although I do have like a fondness for his uh Andre, maybe with Lady Luck riding on his shoulders, you know, the whole bit from the main event. Yeah, that's I guess so. good. That's good.
3: What about that's gotta be Kane? That's gotta be Kane. Jeez. Do I have to do everything around here? And it's not like you reward me with an orgasm.
1: But I think Vince works best on superstars. He does. I really do. Like, anytime something important happens on superstars, I think Vince is perfect. But yeah, you're you're right. Pay-per-view. I can't think of many important things that he's ever said. Because he,
2: like I said, he's a promoter. Yeah. Yeah, It doesn't make any sense to have the promoter on the thing. Like, he's supposed to be getting you over to that thing, right? Right. But if you're at the thing... I don't want to hear from him anymore. Well, he didn't think
1: anyone else was good enough to be doing it besides him. Yeah. That's why. I mean, that's really is why. Gorilla didn't want to or he didn't want him to anymore. And he didn't like JR right after 93. So he's like, I'm doing it myself until I find someone. It was just
2: a weird period of time.
1: But I will say this, Quinn, just to wrap up some of the good and bad about Vince. Do you remember that weird period in, in the summer of 96 where Vince is like, I'm not doing raw anymore. And it was JR, Kevin Kelly, and King. And it was terrible. Awful. It was. It was like, all right, we need Vince back. We're not ready for this. Remember? But it's not even that. It's like... It's Kevin Kelly. Yeah, it's
2: like, (laughs) why do we need three
1: fucking people here? Because generally, I got to teach you. I got to teach you the ropes. The only
2: people... Like, I'm going to be honest with you. The only people who ever did three man's right is WCW... Because I always liked that the third man was, like, some really goofy guest, like Mongo or some shit. Or when it was today, like, you know, in yeah, because he's they now this move to pay yeah, yeah, because literally Jeez. Bobby and Bobby and Tony don't know what the fuck they're doing. And Bobby doesn't want to fucking know. Yeah. He doesn't
1: care. Like, it. I'll
2: just defer to just Tony what? on this on this cruiserweight match. Whatever today. Yeah. You know.
1: Uh, well, or, yeah.
2: Did WWF ever have a really good three-man? Not really. What about Savage JR, uh... No, Bobby. it's not as good as anything WW had. Vince Bobby Savage, fucking like Mongo with with Bischoff and. Bobby, better. Yeah, I do too. Like, I, no, I, I really do. I, I swear, like
1: it's just better. But Kevin Kelly did not help Monday Night Raw. No. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Raw. You know what's interesting?
2: about know, Kevin Kelly. When I heard him in Japan and he was like a two man team, he's I was like, better. I was like, this is fine. Like also well, like fifteen years well, later, I was Quinn. like, this, this is what Kevin Kelly should have been all along. Like two man team. Yeah. You know, like he's the he's just the straight man. All he's doing is calling moves right. and fucking you know some color guy next to him.
1: True. Like, and I, but again another point for Vince okay one more point for Vince when he left superstars in either late 95 or early 96 and jr took it over not the same yeah there's certain things that Vince is suited for and I thought it was like raw for a period of time it was Vince and then Jr there should have been nobody like Kevin Kelly get what, out of what here did
2: superstars become after Vince because it, it was, was
1: jr imperfect oh God for yeah. a little while in 96 yeah, yeah. Wasn't there didn't, Sunday didn't, morning didn't, superstars? there's a
2: point where Kevin Kelly was like, it was Kevin Kelly and like Doc or something. No, uh, I don't you know. No, you know not I was Doc. trying to think of some weird fucking combination that would have been on like. Nobody cares, Superstars. I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, you're better
1: off watching the UK version with Gorilla and Kevin you Kelly. No,
2: Vince leaves Superstars, and then then they really stop caring <laughs> about know, it. Like, it's,
1: it's not fair. It's true.
2: Because <laughs> Superstars was good in that late era. Like yeah, it was. You still like fun. it? Yes, I know you love
1: it. You it's love still, Superstars. It,
2: it was more WF in the, on the weekend. It was and it was just normal. Like they I didn't know. act like it was like a sub show or anything. It's
1: true. Overall, though, Mark work, Now you might be the only one who thinks he's the greatest or one of the greatest, but. I don't think that he's, again, You're if you're Brian Morse, for example, and you love the territories, and that's cool, I'm not putting that down, obviously, if that's what you grew up with or that's what you like, then of course you're going to think Vince McMahon is dog shit as yeah. an announcer because he doesn't really call the moves. If you're me or you, you're going to say, I can see the moves and I don't really care what they're called because I'm 11 and I just want to be entertained. I just want to see the next guy come out. Right. right? I just want to see who wins this match. I
2: want to see who wins and I want to see his victory poses (laughs) and the music and all this shit.
1: So from an artistic or a craft point of view, yeah, Vince has none of that. He's very, very basic when it comes to calling wrestling. People really
2: tend to forget the majority of people viewing the program are children and um, they don't give a shit about the announcers.
1: Probably for the most part, Quinn. Yeah. Probably for the most part. I didn't r I tuned him out a lot as a kid. I was just watching to see what happened. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. But I get it though. If if your preference is for a JR or Shivani you know, or Gordon Soley, uh, then Vince sucks. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. However, if you look at it from a marketing point of view and, and at least get at least getting the emotion over And the story ends over. Vince is good at that. Mm -hmm. I think you had a fair point in the beginning, Quinn, that he also has a competitive edge on that because he's the owner. It's not fair. Right. Of course, he's going to know what he wants to push, right? But at the same time, I don't think he's great. I think Gorilla's better at that. Yeah. I like Gorilla better at that. And I think Gorilla's a better banter-er. Although Vince and Jesse and Vince and King are good. So I'd say Vince is in the middle. I think that's how this started, right? Didn't we both start with like, he's... He's in the middle. He's acceptable.
2: He has advantages and disadvantages. He has unfair advantages, as we said. I
1: think that's true. And no, is he a good move caller? No, I think he was when he wanted to be in the 70s and 80s. He could be. At least he sort of knew what the Russian leg sweep was. That's a a plus. I think he knew more moves than he called. I think he didn't give a shit after a certain period of time about calling the moves because he wasn't trying to be serious wrestling. He was trying to be sports entertainment. We're not wrestling. You know, I think that's what happened. We're not wrestling. We're not wrestling, but folks, thank you for all of your submissions. Sorry that we couldn't get to, you know, all 200 of them, whatever it was. And Mark Rourke, thank you very much for sending that in. Let us know what you think about Vince McMahon, the announcer. I don't think anyone else would think he's one of the greatest commentators of all time, but if you do... Let us know why And if you don't Feel free to let us know why I know What a maneuver One, two, three He got him Yeah, we get it mm-hmm. Every, We, we all know two that two of- <laughs> Yeah, okay But anyway Please let us know your thoughts Do that on Twitter At OVP Podcast Shoot us an email Or join the group Quinn, when we come back We are doing something We've never done before And may never do again It's Bobby Heenan Hosting <laughs> Friday Night Videos From July of 1990 What? That is coming up Right after this Well,
0: i told you once And i told you Pasta is getting me. I'll never eat that pasta sauce ever again. God, it's brutal. Back to back souvlaks. Whatever that is. If he pulls any harder, his head. His head will come off. <laughs> Welcome everyone. How come I don't hear myself? All of a sudden, there we go. Now I do. That move worked. <laughs> and the pen goes to. Uh. Why do you get a look at it. It, it, it? You can say that again. Wow. I don't even know what the hell you guys did. I don't want to know. You're listening to Our Vantage
1: Point, the retro wrestling podcast. The fastest growing weekly episodic retro wrestling audio podcast in the world and welcome back wrestling fans to our vantage point the retro wrestling podcast thank you for being with us here it is episode 270 our season 27 finale it is monday may the 9th 2022 hello there michael may the 9th be with you thank you we were uh just with vince mcmahon watching some commentary of his in the break what we do and uh, it's not good yeah that's the thing but tell you what is good our patreon patreon.com slash ovp podcast this is if you want extra ovp content if you don't then don't even pay attention to this. Just tune in that like I tuned out Vince as a kid. Like all of us did. Yeah, it's okay. But if you want to support OVP, patreon.com slash OVP podcast, what you're going to get there, like we said, we're wrapping up the Patreon exclusive 1984 canon. Those are going to be free on YouTube starting May the 23rd. And on May 20th, okay, (laughs) we will be starting the brand new Monday Night Raw canon with the first episode of Raw. That comes out May 20th. 20th and also of course all the WWF pay-per-views are on the $5 tier everything from the first Wrestlemania to the first in your house what a full circle we have come to a lot of things a lot of stuff and if you want all of that stuff go to patreon.com slash OVP podcast and you can get all of it we'd appreciate that if you want to try it for free you know the deal send me a message on Twitter or on Facebook or email us you can even try it the rest of May free okay no risk no obligation just try it out Patreon.com slash OVP podcast. Also, what we like to do around here at the season finale is shout out a bunch of other independent wrestling podcasts. Right. You guys know this by now. All the friends. All the friends that have uh, supported us over the years that we want to give some uh, kudos to out there. Booking the Territory is our Southern Fried Brethren. Check them out if you like the NWA, WCW. Basically anything that's not WWF. The New World Association. Yeah, the New the, World Association. Yeah. Because uh, Mike Mills and his crew of uh, zany folks over there, they do the southern fried stuff, the stuff that we don't touch too much because yeah. we don't like to get our hands dirty with it. But they do. Mm-hmm. They're filthy and they're unprofessional. Not to
2: say we haven't gotten our hands dirty with it before.
1: Oh, we've gotten dirty. But not, you know, like not, that, not, not,
2: not all the time
1: dirty. <laughs> no. So check out book in the Territory. Also, if you like Sid and 1992 WWF, Greetings from Allentown, <laughs> GFA Live with Petey and Kayfey. They really like Sid. Yeah. And They're, guess what? Do they? Yeah. They like, like him a lot. They big Sid fans. They like Goodfellas also and the Warlord. We've talked about all of those things. Yes, we've yeah. done that too. So we're, we're, we we know them. We know them and, and we know Greetings from Allentown. We Petey definitely can recommend them. We can recommend them. Petey yeah. and Kayfey, yeah. check out GFA Live. Greetings from Allentown. There's also Mike Pru and the Bottom Line cast. That is about guess who? uh stone cold dennis leary yeah no stone cold steve austin that's about the bottom line clearly dennis leary yeah
3: (laughs) i
2: don't know dennis leary i don't know no snakes that's that's the sequel podcast for that one (laughs) dennis Dennis leary Leary, like history of him (laughs)
1: it's really about bill hicks anyway some people will get that anyway the bottom line cast is hosted by mike prue he's a great friend of the show he's been a big supporter of us and he likes stone cold steve austin so much that he made an entire podcast about him the bottom line cast check it out also there's talking taker Guess who that's about? It's about The, the Undertaker. The Undertaker. <laughs> is, there a, is
2: there a section about Regis and Undertaker?
1: There should be a Talking Under Faker yeah. podcast. Oh, that guy. Anyway, if you like The Undertaker. Taker. The Janky Taker. Yeah. If you like The Undertaker, check out Talking Taker. Not Talking Turkey. No, no, no. Talking Taker. There's also The Chick-Foley Show. Hey, you like the wrestling and the figs? Check out The Chick-Foley Show Big supporters of OVP, and we really appreciate that, don't we, Michael? Mm -hmm. There's also Bill Yankovi. Now, he is our age, but he's been doing a show since he was like three or something. Yeah, (laughs) Bill predates everyone. Yeah, Bill is one of the OGs of wrestling podcasting. That's a fact, Jack. And he hosts That Wrestling Show. Bill Yankovi, great friend of the show, big supporter in the group. Check out That Wrestling Show. And if you like old wrestling, that's why you're listening to us. But there's another podcast that talks about it. The Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast, PPW Steve and Eric. Check them out. They talk about old wrestling. It's positively about wrestling. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. It's de- the it, Definitely I, Pro Wrestling Podcast. I know by the
2: name that it is absolutely about wrestling.
1: 100% yeah. Pro Wrestling Podcast. Okay, so check them out. Oh, also, there's a small outfit, independent little show that you might want to check out. They need the support. Ah, adfreeshows.com. Oh, right, them. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. They're, 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 they're struggling they're financially. New to the game. Yeah. They could really use your help because Seriously. I mean, they don't have any
2: ads. Right. Like, how do they make any money? How are they
1: making money, folks? Yeah. So please support them. Ad free show. There's barely anything going yeah. on over there. They're like little babies in yeah. the podcast game. So check them out. Yeah. Uh, and in all seriousness, here, before we do the review, thank you guys for a wonderful season. We really do appreciate how many of you have hung in there with us through this transition, mm-hmm. uh, meaning, you know, at episode 260, we stopped with our Royal Rankings format. We're still going to have an opener going forward. That's still happening next season. In Next week, we'll be on a break. We have a special uh, break review, and then we'll be back for a new season. That new season, which starts May 23rd, don't say anything, Quinn. I'm mute your microphone. <laughs> yeah. On the 23rd of May, for episode 271, we will have a brand new opening segment. And I, we really do think you guys are going to like it because it gets into the things that I know our fans love. Who is better? You know? Yeah, that, they do like that. <laughs> so that, that is the thing yes. that they well, love so much. So Quinn and I are going to each take a side on something. And we are going to debate it in the opener for 271 and then going forward that season. And then the canon comes to the main feed. The canon moves to Mondays on May 23rd. If you've never listened to the canon, they're just about caught up on YouTube and this regular podcast feed. Check it out. Don't dismiss it because I don't like 1984. It's not about that. There's a
2: lot going on over <laughs> okay? there. like It's much more than that ring yeah,
1: action. It's not just about the ring action, okay? Yeah. Check out the canon. 271, and that'll be moving forward soon into the 1985 canon. And then if you are a patron of the arts and of the 1984 canon, you're going to get the brand new raw canon. So I just want to remind everyone of that. Next week's a break episode. We're back in two weeks for 271, but right now, Quinn, Mm. we're reviewing something. (gasps) And what we're reviewing is Friday Night Videos July 27th, 1990. Joe, what does this have to do with wrestling?
2: I, I don't even... What, it like, doesn't. What have you gotten me into? <laughs> okay.
1: Here? Friday night
2: videos. First of all, what the hell what is, is that, Friday night right? videos? Because I didn't watch my videos on Friday night. I watched them with Bob Saget usually on like Saturday or Sunday or whatever.
1: Well, this is a different kind of video, but I'm glad you've mentioned that, Quinn. See, this show started in, I believe, 1983. Okay. And wow, that
2: far back, eh? That
1: far back. And I believe it ran until 2001 or 2. But what? the heyday, yeah, stick with me. The heyday of this show was, I'd say, maybe 85 to 90. And Quinn, have you ever heard of this thing called MTV? Yeah, I've heard it. Music television. They had music and they had television. Yeah, right. They put the music on the television. And a
2: man was on the moon.
1: Video killed the radio star. Yep. And your cousin Martha Quinn, she was Martha on it. Martha Quinn, You've A heard lot of her. Duran Duran. Um, <laughs> it's true, a lot of film yeah. Collins. Yeah. but anyway, MTV obviously exploded in popularity uh, after its launch in the early '80s. So NBC, the National Broadcasting Company, they decided we're going to get we're going to get in on this music video game. We
2: can do this too. We've right. been doing TV longer <laughs> right. than they have. Right. Like. Fuck
1: these cable guys, <laughs> yeah. right? So they're coming in in 1983 with a show on Fridays called Friday Night Videos. Now. The point of it was to, again, just kind of cash in on the MTV craze, show music videos. Oh, see,
2: this whole time I thought when I heard the name of it, right? I right. was like, I was like, oh, is it going to be like home videos, no. people falling on their ass the whole time? But
1: see, what's interesting is when I was a kid, I remember this still being on in the early 90s, probably 1990, 91, and it was still being advertised. And I got confused with America's Funniest Home Videos. Yeah, the I name was, sounds right. similar, right? So I don't know that I ever watched this, but what it was... Was a music video program. And between 85 and 91, it was guest hosted by celebrities and people of that ilk. And the World Wrestling Federation, as you well know, and a lot of our fans, starting in 1985, had a good working relationship with one national broadcasting company.
2: Yeah, and also they were music aficionados due to the rock and wrestling connection, right?
1: Oh, that's right. <laughs> Experts on music. Experts on the music. Clearly. Jim Johnson. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, they would send over uh, some of their wrestlers to make appearances on these shows. Randy Savage and Liz were on it. Honky Tonk Man and Rhythm and Blues, Makes you know, sense. they were on it.
2: I mean, honky tonk, obviously, he's got things to say about the music on this
1: show. Well, he invented Elvis, yeah. right? He, Elvis ripped he, him off. He, he was ripped off, right. yes. <laughs> and anyway, this is hosted by Bobby Heenan, <laughs> and I believe some of the Heenan family. Now, I've never watched this in full. This is July 27th, 1990. Just to give context here in the world of wrestling, this is one day before the July of 1990 Saturday night's main event. I see. Which features Rick Rude versus the Warrior. It's also one month before SummerSlam 90, which features. Rick Rude versus the Warrior. Right. That's smart. It's really just pretty smart.
2: late for them to be on this. The rock and roll aspect of WF is not really a thing anymore.
1: No, but obviously they're just trying to promote their uh, Saturday Night's event, trying to promote their pay-per-view. Uh, in terms of music, grunge has obviously not broken through to the mainstream just yet. We're so we're very power ballady in 1990. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's still there's a lot of remnants of the glam metal and the hair metal. The hip-hop's starting to really Hip-hop, take off in, yep. the, in the early 90s at this point. And pop music is pretty fun, if you like pop music in 1990. I don't know what the songs are or the videos we're going to see, so Quinn and I are going to basically take this as it comes here yeah is there is there some kind of genre limitation on this
2: show like is it meant to be rock and roll or um pop just pop in general or what what's the deal they had a
1: wider net than mtv for many of these years you know mtv Uh was more narrow right uh, much more pop but i from what i understand the concept was to have a bit of a wider spread here so r&b and a lot of things like that right i've never seen it before quinn's never seen it before You guys probably haven't seen it before. Let's bring up the video scope here if you're on the video. Three, two, one, scope. Oh, look, it looks like wrestling. Yeah, see, Bobby Heenan. (laughs) This is Bobby (laughs) Heenan. (laughs) If you're on the audio version, you might want to watch this with us. You might not. I mean, it is music. You might not need to see it. just listen to the songs while we
2: talk over them.
1: Right. So we're just going to see what this is without any further ado. This is Friday Night Videos, July 27th, 1990.
0: The Brain Heenan and welcome to Friday Night video. The whole family's here tonight. <laughs> Mr. Perfect, the Intercontinental Champion and the next World Wrestling Federation okay. Champion. There's rude, man, mm-hmm. Bad-ass version Richard. of rude. That's right. Summer Slams right around the corner. But right now They're it's Friday Night time to get wild and Yeah, the crazy idea is to get them a carrot. Yeah. Friday Night what
1: Videos. Very nice abdominals. Ooh. Ooh, I like to sound on Friday night videos. Your hosts are World Wrestling Federation's <laughs> <like> Intercontinental <laughs> Champion, <laughs> Mr. Perfect, <laughs> the, the World the Championship on, Contender, and <laughs> Rick Rude, and their manager, Bobby the Bobby, Green looking Eden. stupid, of course. We will yeah. have broadcast premieres: yeah. Prince, Bill <laughs> Collins, Will <See>? <laughs> <Smith>, Wilson Phillips, Earth, <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> okay. Wind, and Fire okay. with MC nice. Hammer, The Beach Boys, see, and The Time. Plus, brand new stuff. videos by John wow, this Jolby, is
0: very Mariah Carey, and Carey? Bobby. Good, LeBray, good run here, okay. And Mr. Perfect. What do we got? Well, we're back, and with me right now is the Intercontinental <laughs> Bob, champion. Bobby isn't sunglasses Perfect for
1: those of you on the Bobby
0: audio. Champion, An idiot, man, <laughs> yeah. Mr. Perfect. There's no doubt in anybody's mind that Mr. Perfect is the greatest athlete to ever hold the Intercontinental Championship.
3: That's debatable.
0: Well, yeah. Right here on NBC Saturday Night Main Event. Tito Santana oh that's right
1: a big rematch against Tito right. exactly that one's really good of, of course it is Tito yeah. <laughs> those two are great together post 87 Tito he's amazing he's insane I know <laughs> champion,
0: Mr. Perfect that's right and on the way to summer. now do you like
1: 1990 <laughs> Perfect I think that he's great in 1990 probably the best Mr. Perfect actually like after 80, 90 I don't like him anymore yeah, like, I, don't, I just don't care I'm with you I think 89-90 he's really good yeah okay bumper here Phil Collins.
2: Da, da, da. This I is already right.
1: picked that up in my head. Why is there a dog? Why not? This is kind of the tail end of Phil Collins. Like people were getting sick of him. And then Genesis released a we can't dance. See,
2: the thing is it's like, you know, when you're a pop musician, there comes a the point where you just need to like kinda like fade into the bushes like Homer. Yeah. Like, you know, you know what I mean? You just gotta say, like, you know what, I I'm too I'm getting older. I, I can't keep up with what the right. kids want
1: anymore. I mean, what does pop stand for? Uh, popular. Popular. And if you're if you're not popular, yeah. Then maybe you should stop. Phil Collins' videos were always really weird to me.
2: They were. Yeah. Like, it's always like he's focused on something stupid, like a dog. Like, right. what, what does this have to do with the song?
1: Now, do you, uh, overall, do you like Phil Collins' solo artist? I'm okay with him. I right. really, I don't mind him. I remember this song, but I remember um, this. I always
2: felt like, yeah, you're right. Like once the '90s started, he was basically irrelevant. Right. The like, last big thing he
1: did with Genesis was "We Can't Dance." Right. Which had "I Can't Dance" on it. Obviously, yeah. and that's a great song. I love it. Right. But yeah. I now, mean, see, the whole video is about a dog eating their like catering or yeah, something. Great, great concept. <laughs> I really like um, "Invisible Touch," Quinn. I yeah. really like. Abacab is a good album. Abacab in general, yeah. I really like, uh, obviously, oh my God, In the Air. um, Yeah. Titles are escaping me here. I really like that. Phil
2: Collins, like, you know what's weird about Phil Collins? Easy Lover. Yeah, Easy Lover. (laughs) You know what's weird about Phil Collins to me is that he was doing single stuff while While he he was doing Genesis. Genesis, So, like, I think a lot of people, including myself, have a really hard time, like, what is the difference?
1: In the Air Tonight is uh, him. I that think Easy Lover e. is him, him but with and somebody every, somebody yes. not in Genesis. It's not Genesis. It's like, it's, it's,
2: see, Phil Collins is just weird like that. He just yeah. it's like he has his band, he has like friends, and he, he has just friends. has like him. But, uh, you it, know
1: what I mean? Like it's just a bizarre artist. Invisible Touch is him. Is uh, Genesis? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, this song's okay. Yeah, I, Genesis I know
2: did not originally have Phil
1: Collins, did it? Like, well, I'm- he was a drummer. Right. Only the drummer. Peter Gabriel was the singer of Genesis Right, Peter the Gabriel 70s. was kind of the lead. He was the lead singer until yeah. 78, someone can correct me. I think yeah. it was something
2: like that. Peter Gabriel made some weird fucking shit.
1: He also made some good stuff, though. Yeah,
2: Sledgehammer, he, but like, he that's He did his make big some hit, good things. But like most of his music is not as mainstream as Phil Collins For Oh yeah for, Phil, for Phil
1: went right for the pop charts Yeah exactly Peter Gabriel oh, so he got as dog much poo, his poo
2: on his uh well, He there. stepped in it Who's he the singer No not, he's not the singer No He's the guitarist
1: You know the problem with Phil Collins is I think his face is annoying well, he
2: looks like an old man. Yeah, like, and he, and I, I don't understand because he's like probably like 30 something.
1: I think literally he might be 40 here, maybe 39. Because he's at the
2: end of the line. Yeah, here, right? he might be so, like 39
1: or 40. He's yeah, not old, though. But he,
2: he was like bald from the day he was born or something.
1: I don't know. Most, most babies are. Yeah, but he never grew the hair. So <laughs> he's just been bald the whole time. He does have like baby hairline, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he does. <laughs> Newborn hairline. Anyway, this is OK. This yeah. is a decent song. Yes, it's, it's Cassie. We were going in the dog dreams here. Oh, the dog's dreaming about the catering still?
2: Let's see, the dog is the king. Oh, uh, okay. He, yeah. he gets the food now.
1: I like that Phil Collins isn't the drummer. Yeah. <laughs> He's just the singer. He's
2: just singing on this one, yeah. on, this, on this
1: joint. On as this joint. Think. This is a long video, huh?
2: Well, I mean, when you have like a just entirely music video show, you could just let him run, I
1: guess, to That's the end. That's true, yeah. What that else are you going to fill it with? True. It must have been real easy to host these, huh? You probably oh, yeah, do, like, ten put, minutes of work.
2: Ten minutes of work, <laughs> and it does the whole episode. Yeah. They probably <laughs> did, like, thirty of them in, like, a day. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Who's that drummer? Is that Blair Cunningham? I don't know. Who's the guy in the beard? That's who
1: I want to know. <laughs> what guy in the There's beard? There's a guy with a long Santa beard. Oh, oh it's, look, um... Now the dog is the drummer, Joe. Well, sometimes you have to. Yeah. I just need to look something up here. It's
2: very odd, this whole, like... Like, again, Phil Collins' videos, it's like, it's always the concept is weird to me. Right. It's just like, the band's playing, and then dumb, some dumb crap is happening what, next to what it that has to nothing do. to do with the song at all. <laughs> like, I'm singing this song, there's a dog here. Well, and we're going to focus on the dog, not the singing. It's a, he's poo- he, hey, the, Here's the, that's the story. He keeps pooing, and the, everybody keeps stepping on it. It happened again. It's a
1: cute doggy.
2: I don't Phil think Collins is going to wipe the poo up. I don't think it's uh, Blair. Burner no, off his shoe. And right. I get
1: off, off his shoe. The poo yeah. off his shoe. Yeah. I could see why people found him annoying by then. Yes.
0: <laughs> Perfect because we have Mr. Perfect with us. The one and the only Prince. Thieves in the temple.
1: <laughs> oh, we're just going right to Prince, <laughs> eh? Ten minutes of work, now, Quinn. Prince, by this point, I don't like his music as much. I don't know too much 90s Prince, yeah. to be honest with you. And he's yeah. still Prince. He's not formal. He's
2: very much, though, in his, like, I'm more of an artist now. I'm not a pop star.
1: Well, the thing about Prince, though, is whether you like him or not, I'm not a huge fan of him. He really had um, a knack for being very creative. Ahead of, his, ahead of usually whatever the curve was. Yeah,
2: very talented but it guy. Got, it got to a point, though, in my opinion, where it was like, He was so... He stopped being ahead and he started being just off the wall. Kind of. Like, you know what I mean? Like,
1: where it was just like, this isn't like anything that anybody cares about. Right? I mean, except for Prince fans. Exactly. But yeah, the the general populace, maybe not as much. Although he, he remained popular, didn't he?
2: Yes. I mean, he... You know, things kept rolling on in the 90s, but it... It was nowhere near the height anymore. Right. I understand what you're saying. Like, like purple like, rain.
1: Like All, yeah.
2: yeah. I feel like by the time he like did the Super Bowl when he was just a symbol or whatever, like in like 2000 something. Was he
1: already a symbol by then? I mean, oh, no, still it, a symbol it was, by like, then.
2: Either late 90s or early 2000s. I swear he did the Super Bowl and he was just a symbol by that point. And I was like uh, what is even like what is even Prince music like I don't even like know anymore that's a
1: good point by that period of time I probably didn't know either yeah uh, hell of a musician have you ever seen him play guitar he's a damn good guitarist he was a really well, good that guitarist was
2: his claim to fame he could play anything yeah, right he I, I, if I recall he, he was one of the rare people you can meet that knows how to play absolutely every instrument and he was good at them. yeah he was, was thing, like he was know? a professional yeah. at each of the so that's the crazier part right it's, yeah. it's not like a lot of people can play multiple instruments yeah, not like a I lot can. of people can professionally play Correct. multiple instruments. Yeah. that is that is rare. Yeah, this
1: song's boring, by the way.
2: Nope, it's doing it's nothing it's for me. Typical layer prints to me, where it's like, what is this? Like, let's see. Yeah, it's yeah, it, it, it's, it, it's not doing much for me. It's very like, I wouldn't say experimental in the traditional sense, but for pop music, it's experimental. Yeah, exactly you know what I mean? like, for this, pop. Yeah, this is not a typical. It doesn't have much of a hook or anything.
1: Right, it's not It's not catchy, it doesn't have a hook. Yeah. It's
2: not loud. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's also what happens when, like, you made your money, and you're like, well, now you I can help just do care. whatever I want. Good for him, right? It's like... Ugh. Who cares what anyone thinks? It's like you, you guys already pay me millions of dollars. I, I can just sit in my Minnesota su- studio and do all I want. There you go. Wasn't Michael. That the whole thing too with Prince? That was always interesting. Is that
1: Prince he, is watching at my house? What
2: didn't he maintain a home studio that was pretty well known? I forget the name of it. And, uh, and that
1: probably. He, that
2: he would just basically fart around in for years after he was a big megastar. I
1: would if I were he. And he would just right? have output like all he had he so put much out so output. So much shit. Yeah. yeah, I just don't know any of it really. Besides his famous stuff. I actually stuff.
2: always appreciated artists like that because they always remind me of like the Beatles, for example, who would just kind of like they would just mess about in their home
1: studios and oh, like yeah. just tons of crap would come out. Like, like, Ringo is still putting out albums. Yeah, and <laughs> care. He doesn't give a shit at all. Yeah, as long as he
2: can still play. Yep. Like, it's just like, I don't mm-hmm. know, whatever. Whatever. Palm Carney still does that too. He's like 70-something years old. I don't care. Ringo's 80-something now. Jeez. Yeah, and he's still just putting you know, stuff out, eh? Asking yep.
0: asking myself the question, self, is there a perfect <laughs> way to say stay tuned? I guess we should ask Mr. Perfect. There's a perfect way to say it only mm-hmm. when Mr. Perfect says it. So stay tuned.
1: Who wrote this? I don't know. They, they <laughs> seem very irrelevant here. I mean, in the mainstream, they are. Yeah. To wrestling, they're not. Yeah.
0: <laughs> rude, rude, rude hat booking. edition. <laughs> That's what I have here, and with me right now is have the hat? Mr. Perfect, I don't know. the Intercontinental Champion. And we have no opponent yet for Summerslam, but tomorrow night we do. Oh, yeah. Saturday night's main event. Remember, Beefcake
1: Tito is injured, Santana. right? Tito Santana. Tito Santana. We don't know that it's going to be Kerry Von Eric yet.
0: Texas What Mr. Texas Perfect Tornado. is going to yep. do to you is what he's done to everybody else. Looking really Make sweaty here, and they're not even doing Santana Santana anything. Well, they probably poured
1: water on themselves.
0: And now the next World Wrestling Federation champion as you'll see tomorrow night when he defeats the Ultimate Warrior, Ravaging Rick Rude. You know, Bobby, tonight it's time to have a good time. And I can't convey
2: how much this is Friday awkward to like a mainstream audience.
0: Night, <laughs> yeah, I don't know it, what it, people would this.
1: You think so? I'm just trying to take
2: myself out of the wrestling mindset and I came to watch music part. videos. I'm like, who the fuck are these people? Right, right. Like, no, you're you're right. Yeah.
1: Bon Jovi. Aerosmith or bon Jovi? bon Jovi? Bon Jovi. Another band that like the well they they had more hits after this, this feels but like their height though, like they're still they're still there. Eighty five to here, eighty four whenever they're it was our first album eighty four, eighty five? Yeah, can't remember. New Jersey. Right? Yes, they're from
2: New Jersey. That, Quinn. That, that's that, that, my whole life. They, you know, that's what you always hear about Bon Jovi. You don't hear about the music. You hear, hey, you know, that guy lives in New it's Jersey, like
1: Saraville or yeah. something. My aunt dated him in middle school.
2: Yeah, that's a pretty typical New Jersey story with any from, New Jersey. Yeah. Like my so, my, you know, my aunt or you mm-hmm. know. <laughs> Someone knew Nowadays Bon Jovi. My grandma dated yeah. him. Like, but, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: But yeah, someone always knew Bon Jovi. Yeah, someone knows Bon Jovi or yeah. Springsteen. Mm-hmm. Grandparents, though. Do I know this song? About, you know what? I actually think that's unique about
2: New Jersey artists. A lot of them just <laughs> knew people, like like they weren't just like big superstars from the get-go. Well, yeah. I mean, like,
1: some of them still are, like Southside
2: Johnny. It's also the nature of this st- of this state. Small. It's like, it, it, it's not dense, it's dense and it's like, it's very suburban and it's very like, suburban could, state. We live in, in. You can run into anybody at like Walmart or, you know, whatever at the mall.
1: This is true. Why does he look like 95 Chris Jericho, by the way? Yeah, he does. <laughs> like Thrill Seekers era. Why is there like
2: this is actually like a cool location because there's it's clearly like a drive in movie theater at the edge of a cliff. And that's kind of interesting.
1: Yeah. I wonder where that is. That's got
2: to be a real uh, thing.
1: Yeah. Probably. Like a real unique location. Probably. I wonder where that is. Oh, I know the song, yeah. Yeah. To The Hook. There's The Hook. The Hook brings you back.
2: Where's the rest of the band? Just him standing on the edge of the the movie theater cliff. Standing
1: on the edge of tomorrow. Yeah. Today.
2: That has got to be such a freaking cool movie experience,
1: by the way. On the edge of a cliff? Yeah, I guess so. Look, the little stand. You just better hope that the movie doesn't end in a... Cliffhanger! Stop! Sorry. Don't, don't really leave. rocking out with that acoustic no. guitar. Or what is Man. that? Goats? See, is it,
2: no, it's <laughs> oh, the it's movie people on a horse. Uh, oh, is okay. this for a
1: movie?
2: What, uh, oh God, what am I thinking? Uh, El Dorado. What the, what the movie is that? I don't know. I'm not Mr. Movie. That I've is, never um, pretended
1: to be. Other
2: people are. Uh, there's Emilio Estevez. Yeah, Emilio... he's in a lot of things.
1: I, know, I actually Estevez. do know the movie you're talking about, but I, know, I just don't uh, I don't know the name of it. Hot Shot Young Guns. It's not Hot Shots. Is it Young Guns? Um,
2: I don't know. What is that? Young Guns. Yeah, yeah. it is, right? Yeah. Oh, in the 1990s, Young Guns too. So oh, there great. we go. Maybe it'll Estevez, Lou Diamond, Phillips, Keeper Style, when we saw him in yeah. there. Lou Diamond, and Phillips, huh? This yeah. song is also kind of boring. I mean, yeah. I get it. It's Christian supposed to... Christian Slater's in it. Okay. I know him. I was hoping uh, what's his head uh, Kevin Bacon would be in it because yep. then you could connect him to a bunch more people he's in a lot of things yeah especially in this time period
1: yeah I know right
2: there's some flatliners around this time yeah. you know what I was so funny in music videos what the The footage from the movie looks like somebody filmed the movie like, they, like in the theater and not like they got it like direct. I wonder why
1: they, that might be an aesthetic choice. Yeah. I don't know if that's... I, I always notice that in music videos. It might be on purpose. Yeah. Anyway, this is a... Uh, oof. Another clunker.
2: Well, it's really just to show you clips of the movie so that you might want to see it. I don't want to. It's like, oh, it's kind of like, you know, rocky and like very like in the, in the Wild West or something, right?
1: But who's like the audience for this type of music? Like, this song isn't good. It's, like, kind of downbeat. The audience for this show
2: actually is, you know, by design what it is. What? Because they started this in the late 70s, was that you go to see the movie, and you're in a mall. That's why they made it. That's why they did this. That you're in a mall. What? And you, this is literally, like, I, I saw something about this in, like, a music industry documentary or something. Yeah. They started doing this on purpose. So the idea was most movie theaters were in malls. You you Or
1: you, on the edge of cliffs.
2: The movie ends and it ends on a, on a song like this, right? Sure, sure. And somebody says, Hey, that's a you know, that's a catchy song. They go out the movie theater to, to the, the, Sam store. Yeah, the Sam door, Goody next door, and, go, and the album's sitting there waiting. I get that and it's usually in the display case in the front because you know the movie just came out, so it's brand sure, new.
1: Sure, I totally like, get that. I just saw Young Guns. I love that song. But shouldn't you have a good
2: song? Yeah, but they don't care. Like they just. <laughs> this isn't in. a good song. Yeah, uh, yeah, who's like, man? I gotta hear oh, this song again. Oh wow! They burned the again. movie down
1: at the end. Well, who wants to hear this song more than once in their no, life? But, is uh, all I mean. But they
2: did it. Uh, you know, the big example, the huge example of this is the Fast Times at Ridgemont High uh, well, yeah. soundtrack. That's that thing, good, though. That sold an insane amount of copies sure. using that strategy. I believe it. Yeah, the, the movie was playing. The kids would go right next door, and they're like, whoa. I believe it. The yeah.
0: other side. You must be talking about
1: Aerosmith. Why is perfect wearing the hat no, now? Aerosmith, I don't like the it. the other side. Okay. Oh, Aerosmith now. They're okay still by this point. I don't mind them. Do you like yeah, them? Yeah, they're okay. They're okay. Not a huge now, fan, but they're did, all right. Why did Aerosmith, the guy, look this old? Remember, Steven
2: we Tyler? Call he, we call him Aerosmith. Mr. Aerosmith? I, I forget where I heard that before, but Pete, like, there was just the common term of calling him Aerosmith. He's Aerosmith. <laughs> Steven Tyler is Aerosmith. <laughs> like that's his name, Mr. Aerosmith.
1: What is he? He's got to be about 45 already, though. He's yeah, not a I young man. I just thought it
2: was funny that he was like old in the 80s. He was old in the 70s.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he really was, though. Yeah. I don't know. I don't mind them too
2: much. Aerosmith is the perfect example of a band that, like, they, pe- they should have peaked in theory in the 60s. Yeah, they weren't like, together yet, were they? Like in 69, 70 ish. Right? They started
1: around then. I, I think when they did Dream On come out?
2: 73? Yes, yeah, like 71, 72, something. Yeah. Like they should have peaked, maybe 75 should have been their peak. <laughs> right. They should not have existed past that point. <laughs> they but kept, they just going. kept going. They yeah. had hits too, though. Yeah, no, that's the they thing. Still is they have, did like
3: I just dude think it looks it's, like a lady and all
2: that from an age perspective. It doesn't make any sense anymore. I don't want to miss a thing. Yeah, you know, late nineties. Like, yeah, just from like the the band members, how old they are. I understand it really what you mean. Makes no sense why they're making pop music.
1: Past yeah. 1975 I mean like Even the Rolling Stones right. Stopped having hits When yeah. they were around this age And
2: I'm not Guys I'm not saying That their music Wasn't good anymore right, right, right. You're Or talking that about they the didn't have Hits yeah. or anything yeah. I mean their relevance To the youth of America yeah, you mean. Past 1975
1: They were relevant Into the 90s Yeah Pretty exactly. crazy This is okay This song Right Especially when Steven Tyler looks old
2: in, like, 1980-something.
1: They all look old.
2: Yeah. They all just look like... He's got, like, wrinkly face. Like, a, like, he doesn't look like a teenager or anything. They look like
1: they've been in the washing machine. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like they do, though. They do. Yeah, this song's yeah. okay, though. I've always kind of liked this Except one. the
2: one guy. What's the one guy over there? He looks youngish. I don't know which guy you're talking about. No one looks young here. So that dude. I don't know. What's his name? The uh, guitar man. Steve Perry? Yeah. Is that his name? Yeah, Steve Perry doesn't look older. Uh, he looks like a normal 1980s guy in his mid 30s. I wonder
1: if he is. Yeah, he might be younger. Yeah,
2: I He's
1: could be younger wrong. than all of them. He could be. Yeah. I, don't, I don't remember how old Steven Tyler. He, definitely 40 something here. Yeah. So he, th- what's interesting though? What's interesting? Sorry to cut you off. What's interesting about this period of time though is this is really the tail end of the uh, this type of glam ish yeah. metal being in the mainstream. The way it, I personally it was. think. Um,
2: and i know i've i've read this and heard this on documentaries before nobody had any clue it would just be knocked off like, <laughs> it it felt like wow it's this is still killing it right it's like this is still the top shit in 1990 it still was and then suddenly there was this grunge and boom it it just nobody cared about it anymore
1: yeah that was a big factor I think it also did start to wear thin by 91 92 it was like how many power ballads can you hear I just think the audience didn't know it was gonna go away the audience maybe not no but
2: it's almost like how disco like it was at its highest highs and then boom just gone yeah when was that around 1980 77 78 78. around then and existed disco Demolition that, but, Night, the famous. Oh yeah, yeah around Bar, that time, of course. Around that time, yep. Well, that disco, was disco to me, personally. You're a big Donna I'll, Summer fan over I'll, here. I'll back. I, I think some people agree with this retrospectively. I don't mind disco. I think it got cut off shorter before it was done exploring what it could do.
1: Maybe, you know know what I, I mean? don't know about that, but maybe, maybe, maybe. It was only like a three-year period or something. It was popular.
0: <laughs> Go ahead and jump, Popular, yeah. yeah. You're going to lose anyway tomorrow night on Saturday night main event. That's not a, a
1: real ju- window. This, this is stupid. It is. You're a, right. It's dumb. Like, if I'm watching this, I think it was on at like 1230 or 130 oh, a.m. or something. Welcome Again, the Friday audience for it, they're like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> uh, <Wilson laughs>
2: Philips,
0: they have a great song out called Release Me. That's what you're going to hear. Ooh, the Release Me. me. Tomorrow if they ever talk down.
1: I know they this one. Back, yeah. you you like Wilson Phillips? I like a couple other songs. So, Phillips is okay. I'm not going to lie. Wilson Phillips frequent guests
2: on Behind the Music. They're always, like, talking heads on it. Really? Back in the late 90s, I remember. Really? I don't remember. Them and uh, the heart, somebody from Heart. From Heart? Yeah.
1: <laughs> this is a good song. <laughs> See, this is, this is what became, like, more 90s. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like Aerosmith, the funny part is Wilson Phillips kind of faded. Mid-90s. Mid-90s. Yeah, mid-90s. Yeah. But, like, Aerosmith, that sounds old, right? Yeah. Even Prince and, and Phil Collins. Is this more of, like, an R&B somewhat sound? It's... I don't. I wouldn't say R and B. It's just kind of like pop. It's just yeah. It's just pop music. This feels more '90s. You're right. Right. It feels almost ahead of its time.
2: Yeah. It's like the prototype for like what they would do in the um easy listening stuff. Yeah. You know the ballads and things like that.
1: Yep. But they're good. Uh, they're good singers. 90s I mean, it's a
2: weird decade in music. It's one of the best ones for in music l- in hear, my opinion. Hear me out. I'll hear. It starts with the glam rock is still king. Yeah. But then it's like it's still got these like undertones of R&B and hip hop is starting to emerge big time But then it gets it hits the grunge But then the hip hop converts to like gangster rap. hmm It's like all the all the genres and R&B kind of stays the same throughout. Yeah, there's right? a lot of
1: good R&B in the 90s. R&B
2: really kind of is is a constant mm-hmm. And then on the tail end then the boy bands come back, the pop the, 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 the pop, Boys. The pop uh, princesses, I guess you'd say. Like like you know, it went Spears. from like Madonna but to then to Britney Spears and you know. Christina Christina Aguilera. Aguilera. Yeah, it's like you know, and everything kind of settled. girls. What I think is so weird about the nineties to me, everything settled to a more modern way it was in the late eighties by the end of the decade. I right? guess. So, you know right? what I mean? Like yeah. it, it just they got rid of all the uniqueness of the nineties by the end.
1: To an extent, I'd, I'd yep. say that's actually true. Rock really took a dive. Well well, mainstream rock did. I mean, new there was the last, new metal became a thing for a little while. There was the last gasp with Kid Rock doing
2: the Ugh. I'm gonna smash up uh rap, yeah, new rap metal with with um rock and roll yeah. or hip hop. did
1: that. That was very popular for a few years. Yeah. You know, but I was never a big fan of it.
2: I was a fan of Limp Biscuit because Yeah, I liked a couple songs. Limp Biscuit. What I really liked about them was they were very exciting to watch at a live like thing on like MTV performing in front of a bunch of kids or something. Like they they were like really that fashion show thing they did. What? That's where they got their big break.
1: What? I don't, I don't know what you're and talking about. There
2: was, a, there was a show on MTV where you, they would do it once a year. I think it was I, a Victoria's Secret or something. And why right? was Limp Biscuit? So, so, so imagine models modeling like swimsuits or something, right? As like, and, um, but they had Limp Bizkit. And Nookie is playing? Yes, and Limp Biscuit's going crazy. And there's a crowd of kids as models walk up and down the aisle Kids going insane in Bizkit's like yelling. Like I don't like that. It was an effective, they like look you. good on television mashup of things. Like very nineties, like okay. very late nineties,
1: okay. early two thousands. I really like the song. What is it? Hold on. That's my favorite mm-hmm. Wilson Phillips song. That's- I'm not as familiar with Wilson Phillips'
2: output. That song you would know though. Wilson Phillips to me, on for one more day. you would know that Wilson song. Wilson Phillips to me is something that plays on the radio, and I don't even know it's Wilson Phillips. <laughs> fair, no, you know, fair. Have
0: to wait till tomorrow night to see Ravishing Rick. No rude awakening <sighs> till tomorrow night. Same for you. you, you How are, are they,
2: they are the drag on, on this? this?
0: <laughs> it's not easy around here. Bobby's it's trying, like but Earth, I know he just doesn't fit. No one does. Yeah, man. So does Ravishing Rick. MC Hammer.
1: Oh, with Earth, Wind, and Fire. Wait, what? That's what they said. Now, Earthwind and Fire... They're good.
2: F- I just think Earth, Wind, and Fire is so funny to me. It's because they're a 70s Very fan. 70s, yeah. Like, f- Remember when we were... They were on something else, like an SNL or something. or like, they're still around. It was like mid-80s. 85? Yeah. Earthwind and Fire... A- like... Geez, I know the, the song. they're in 1990 is like crazy to me.
1: With MC Hammer, who's yeah. very 1990... <laughs>
2: No, I mean, I think that's the, the, kind of the concept, right? It's like let's yes. mix up the new hot thing and MC Hammer with with Earthwind and Fire yeah. from the past, and like.
1: No, I know, I get it. Yeah. Now, MC Hammer was very popular for a period of time. <laughs> look at how insane. The, look
2: how the Earthwind and Fire guys are actually starting to look older. Well, they like, are. Look at the, just look at them. <laughs> look at them, and they're like, are these guys like? Should they like? You know. <laughs> you they know they, are they're older. they're pretty old. They're
1: better than Steven Tyler, I yeah. tell you that much. A good song.
2: I mean, they're, vi- they're very Beverly Hills while MC Hammer's in, like, the newer
1: neighborhood. <laughs> MC Hammer's fashion though did yeah. not hold up the way yeah. a lot of this other 90s fashion did. That's true. He's not even in the video. This is an Earth, Wind & Fire song. It <laughs> yeah. definitely is, and he's just in it a little bit. Yeah.
0: See? Yeah. Hell of a dancer, though. Yeah. I thought it was
2: weird that MC Hammer was kind of like... MC Hammer to me as a kid I didn't see much hip hop until MC Hammer and MC Hammer felt like oh he's like the you the know, real like, deal like he invented it or something right <laughs> and then like the fact that like his style of hip hop was so quickly like just it no just, we're not doing pop. this yeah it's yeah, just like, pop and, and that he became like to the point where they like they tried to like re-image him as, like, more of a he badass. He went to a gangster
1: rap phase. it was like, what? Like Vanilla it, Ice was the same thing. Yeah. It was like pop rap. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hip-hop. But what what
2: annoyed me as a kid about it, I was like, I, I almost felt there was, like, a place for the pop rap and that we were just
1: robbed of it, right? Yeah, but it it's not, doesn't do much for yeah. me. You know the style of music, though, this beat? It's a New Jack swing beat, I think. Which uh-huh. Michael Jackson did some songs like that. It was right. a pretty popular early 90s. Bell Biv DeVoe, do you know them? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like
0: looking,
1: New Jack mild,
0: Swing.
2: That's That's really stupid, you know what I will say, though? You what? know what this is highlighting to me? We're at a good... That we're range. not experts in hip-hop. No, that we're at a good transition point as far as music is concerned here because look how varied this show has been well and yes, these are just yes. all, like it's this a is all just pot.
1: whatever is going on right now which is what what I like about it yeah I mean everything from Genesis to MC Hammer yeah and M- Wilson Phillips Wilson
2: Phillips they said Mariah Carey's gonna be here yep. like so it's like it's all, it's bon Jovi. all over the place yeah
1: Bon yeah. Jovi it's a lot of popular artists from the time yeah Mariah Carey that's early Mariah Carey 1990 is that her first album yeah it is right is 1990 her first or no album? it's 80 something
2: I think it's 80. 988 okay she's so new
1: she's very new i mean she's gotta be 20 here
2: mariah carey to me is a weird artist because she was something very different when she started to what she became well yeah um like she was more the ballad like classy like you know what i mean and then they they, a, they re-imaged her yeah, as com- something completely different
1: she had one hell of a voice, though. Yeah. Really. They
2: kind of got her away from that, though. They really didn't want that to be her image past a certain point.
1: Well, if you don't have to try as hard yeah. and do as much and still I make want money. want them to just be pop hits and yeah. not, not, you know. Yep.
2: Like, they kind of did the Poison. opposite with Lady Gaga, right? Like she's the same thing. It's like she started like the the pop, yeah. off the wall stuff, and then she became ballads and like classy doing Tony and like Bennett shit yeah, and all that. yeah. It's like she's totally different, <laughs> like absolutely totally different. Good point. What do we got? All right. Funny how the music industry does that with certain artists. They decide. No, nah, this isn't working this way, and we're gonna change it.
1: Sometimes it's up to the artist, Quinn. Yeah. it's not just the music industry. Yeah,
0: my stomach muscles bulging out at you. Bulging out. the sound because we got the time and the time. jerk out. Do I know
1: this song?
2: <laughs> now, this seems like a one-hit wonder.
1: Yeah, the time. I know the name. I don't know if I know this song. Maybe
2: somebody's probably like, "What are you talking about, Quinn?" I'm still <laughs> listening to their albums. Like,
1: Look, well, that's what. Wh- Morris Day?
0: Girl, you you see? like Morris Day? Morris Day? Yes. Would, I, think I won't explain so right now.
1: Cute. I do. Girl. Please. Yeah, you Morris Day. Did you go out with me? Didn't they do? Didn't Morris Day in the time do Coco Worse theme? Oh yeah, this is right. him.
2: Wow, I didn't know he was still doing stuff in yeah. 1990. I don't know the song. I don't think. I like Boy, this this whole aesthetic is like early nineties. Early nineties, like, yeah. At this place, I know. Like, right? <laughs> like this look, like the, the white walls, like <laughs> yep. you know, the the pillars and everything. This is still very much an '80s hip hop song. Yeah brand new late 80s construction, construction in the background. Yep. I can't get over... I can't... The funny thing is the the people, what the people are wearing, I can't get over the look of the building. <laughs> I know, me, right? It's like, that's what looks <laughs> aged
1: more. I feel like I know this song, but I think I just know a similar song. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've heard this one. You know what I mean? It's pretty that formulaic. Guy in the suit,
2: is that that record producer guy that was on all the VH1 stuff that they'd be like, I produced this record. Like, the big...
1: I Both think it's he a parody. I think these are all parodies of people. I saw okay. a guy that looked like Jack Nicholson before. Yeah.
2: Oh maybe that's what it is. So he's in the club in like Hollywood or something, something right? And like there's that. fake versions of all the celebrities. I think so. I don't know though. I don't know what's going on. That's a big uh it's not even a limo. I don't know it's like a oh, big Cadillac a or something. It's a big limo. No, it's a Mercedes actually. It's a limousine.
1: But with no top. It's a the convertible <laughs> yeah it's a topless limousine this is a very formulaic song yep doom. i don't
2: doom. even know was this doom. even a doom. hit or
1: doom. is this just something they're promoting yeah it could just
2: had a video doesn't mean it was yeah. a hit right yeah <laughs> doom, 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 like, doom, we, doom. we hope that people like this right. <laughs> <laughs> You know, back then, you know, I always thought it was funny what they would pick to make a video and what they wouldn't. Sometimes they would skip, not make a video of something that's a, a huge hit. And occasionally. I'd be like, why did they miss that opportunity? You
1: know, I don't know why they do yeah. that sometimes. Where's he going to a Texas roadhouse over here? Some barbecue pit? Oh, so he's
2: going all over the country, different different uh, locations. Gotcha. And
1: they're like, what the hell?
2: They're like, we, we want our Tex-Mex food and <laughs> stuff.
1: Oh, we want our Tex-Mex.
2: You know what I, I got? You know... It's funny. What's uh, speaking of Tex mex Oh, well, I was looking at I was looking at restaurant chains that closed or whatever, top twenty five some clickbait or whatever. But uh, Cheese. Yeah, and so Chi Cheese, I didn't I never thought of it, but Chi Cheese
1: was Tex Mex.
2: Yeah. I miss Chi Cheese so much. We had
1: one very close by to us. The chips were so yeah, like they
2: had the best like sh- like out of the oven chips ever. Better than on the border? Better than on the border, yeah. yeah. It, it, on the border is the closest thing I've ever had to them. But good lord, those Chi-Chi's chips, you cannot find them anywhere. It's a real remember, shame. Remember, only when they were out of the oven, too, they they sucked after, like, they got cold. Right, right. Like, when they were so warm. Oh, my goodness. It's a real shame that Chi-Chi's
1: closed. Yeah. In 2003 or whatever it was, but... I was, like, upset about it. So was I, I remember. Yeah. I like that. That one that we had over here was okay. All right, so he's at the ATM now? And Just throwing money now. ATMs were rather new in the 80s, still. Yeah, I guess
2: I don't want newish technology. Probably. I feel like I remember ATMs not always being open 24 hours either. I, I remember they them would, being turned call- them off.
1: I remember people calling them the Mac machine. Do you yes! remember that? <laughs>
0: yes, because it said Mac on <laughs> right.
1: them. That was the like original was that the name. brand, or was that an acronym for? Sweet yeah as
0: sugar to all the ladies, what? but poison to the ultimate warrior.
1: Oh, poison! Oh poison! God, that's a band that can't.
0: Bop.
2: Horrible introductions
1: Yeah, I know they're, They don't know what they're introing Yeah Well,
2: who's Poison? Huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. Never...
1: <laughs> Listen, I know, you know Every rose has its thorn and all yeah. that But Poison to me And maybe we have some big Poison fans out there So I'm very sorry, okay? But to me, they reek of the decadence Of this glam rock thing Like, well, they, we, we can do it too Look yes, at us
2: exactly, they're that Which, which any See, here's the thing I feel any like style of music that becomes popular. There's a lot of these, Yeah. right? Like anytime that oh, happens, oh yeah, one hundred percent. Poison's just one of those. They're not one of the major ones. They're just one of the. Oh, we can make an album. We of, can like, do it this. too. Yeah. Like who knows what the hell these guys were before this? Maybe they totally like weren't even into like they were some other right. musicians. They said, okay, we're gonna get you like like rocker clothes and like yeah. you're gonna make music like this. Like, I don't
1: know what they did before this. Yeah. I, 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 I know a lot of their mainstream stuff, but what if they're a weird like a what if
2: they're a weird like seventies like um very mellow?
1: I don't think, like, I don't like, think so. I don't think so. <laughs> Progressive rock or something. But like some of the bands that broke out in the glam metal scene were seventies um metal bands, you know, meaning like more like blues metal, like uh, White Snake. Yeah. They weren't glam at all in the 70s. And right. Rat and a few well, other bands said, like yeah. that. We
2: want to get paid for working. Well, yeah, hey, we're going to do so, what's popular. Yeah. Fuck it.
1: You know what I mean? Deep Purple
2: was very similar. I feel like a lot of musicians like try to fight doing that, probably. Sell out, they, they, you mean? They, Yeah, but then... Well, sometimes it comes I mean, across... Then
1: you turn out like poison.
2: At the end of the day, if you're still doing this and you're 30 years old, you're like, I got, like, kids and a family now. I need to, like... <laughs> we need to, like, actually make some money. I don't if think I
1: mean, you're familiar with rock stars, Quinn. I don't think they care about that. <laughs> no, but if you were doing it as, kids like... Kids and family uh, no, that but much. but
2: say you were doing it as a hobby for your entire 20s, and you were like, eventually, this is going to be my, my career, right? Like if we were doing a podcast
1: for six years exactly. Eventually, 30s. you say, um... Put up or shut up, shit, or get it, off it the pot. It would
2: be nice to get uh, paid uh, some reasonable money to do right. this.
1: But you have to be realistic, obviously. right? So, and
2: you have to say to yourself, "Okay, what is popular? We Conrad, can, we, we can do that too." I don't want to. And that's what Poison's doing here. You see?
1: Yeah, but I don't. They, but then no one likes them after a while. They're well, like, it doesn't those matter stink. because they
2: just got paid millions of dollars. They can afford to send their kids to college and shit. That's true. Like, you know what I mean? It's enough money to settle down and not do this anymore true like invested into something or whatever and have passive income
1: i want like, to know how, yeah that's true yeah, you know what i mean i want to know how many fans of ours right now are big uh poison heads yeah poisonites poisonites right. i want to know because uh i've never met a big poison fan how much money reasonably do you think that's
2: bands like this that were like the imitation ones do you think they made a couple of million and were able sure. to like never really have to like do anything serious well, see,
1: the, the, for the rest of their lives. The problem you run into with that question is, what did they do with their money? Quinn? Exactly, but I mean the smart ones. There aren't any. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm, just,
0: I'm kidding. No, a lot of them. I'm kidding.
1: I'm please, kidding. Please, kidding. Please,
0: get oh, up close to your television sets. I have a big treat for you, <laughs> Rick Rude. But tomorrow night, yeah. there will be a New World Wrestling Federation champion. No, but right now, I think we all like to talk with ravishing Rick Rude. Rick, are you having a good time here? Where did they Rick Rude and not Ultimate Warrior you better believe I'm for this? A good time,
1: are we really Bobby, doing this right and now? And so, for those of you on the audio, Rude's got a picture of himself on his ass, and he's making his, his butt talk. Could probably like look. Up. It's like MTV. Please watch wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a guy interviewing a butt. Yeah. What is this? It doesn't matter what it is. Ladies,
0: quit panting at the television set. It's panting. Panting. Ravishing Rick Rude. By the time this is
1: really boring, huh? <laughs> the in-betweens are the music videos are great yeah right that's what I mean all they're doing is saying could you order this pay-per-view which is why they're here yeah it's, they're not here to provide the, the problem
2: is, is that they have so little time all they can say is order the pay-per-view and then
1: they awkwardly say the band name and yeah. stuff and they're like hey, poison okay it also
2: the other thing is that they're like look how relevant we
1: are yeah and yeah. they're not they're not by 90 they're not that's the thing. Yeah. Now, when it was '87, they were on here as early as '87. Then they are exactly. I think. I think Vince. They're Mariah oh, Carrey. Mariah. Vince and Hogan. I think even did this one in '85. Wow. All right.
2: It's it's crazy to me sometimes how long Mariah Carey's been around. Yeah. Like in all honesty. Yeah, it's a
1: long, long time. It's a long career. She's a kid here. I mean, she's literally I think 19 or. 20. I mean,
2: right? Yeah, it, it's right out of like high school. Yeah. She's like Yeah Right on the scene Right mm-hmm. She's, Yeah you're right She's just a kid she's here She's a kid And she's got a great voice I mean you can tell The record company Spotted that voice And they said You have to You're signed There's right. people whose jobs It is to spot people yeah. You know Yeah She's absolutely Cause she's a beauty And she's got a voice Yeah It's like It's like a no brainer For a uh, For, for an, an A&R guy a, Yeah
3: the <laughs> my I, I love that voice, yeah. man. Mm.
2: It's good, and I, I, I'm just always. Again, I'm always. The, it's the timeline with Mariah Carey that always gets me.
1: Yeah, and very how young. different she was. Very young. You know who sings a lot like her? is a great voice. Is the um one of the WWE ring announcers, Smith or Irwin? I forget her fake. She's name. a singer too. Oh yeah, Samantha Irwin. Is that her name? Her fake name. Yeah, her real name is Samantha Johnson, but she's got a voice incredible yeah. yeah check her out folks seriously she's really good
2: you know what you know what's interesting um when Mariah Carey's here she's probably she's big but she's probably not
1: huge yet
2: and I know
1: she's not soon I always,
2: I always wonder you know if you think about it if we look 10 years from now there's probably some artists out there that is starting now and that you know we'll, 10 years from now they'll be Synonymous, they'll be on the Super Bowl and you know all the biggest shit, right?
1: Quite possibly, but we don't know who they are because they're not popular enough yet for right. us to know. But
2: it's always fascinating to look back, yeah, in ten years and you're like, wow, this person's been doing this for like a very, very long time. Christina
1: Aguilera was another one when she started she was doing
2: the Mouse Club, and she, yeah, nobody knew who that. Like she was on it. Yep, she was on that stuff. Nobody had any clue. And then you right? didn't
1: know if she was just going to be a flash in the pan with like genie in the bottle, and, genie in a bottle, and all that. And she had an enduring career. Yeah, you know, for example,
2: you now you know you're you're like an older celebrity. You're on like those shows where they judge um like musicians and stuff like <laughs> American Idol style. <laughs> like if you're on that shit, like your career's ha- over? No, it's not over. It means yeah. you've been around for a
1: while. Yeah, that means your career is not as good as it used to yeah. be though. Let's just say that. Also
2: that you you have such star power that you don't even need to make music. You can just sit there and just make appearances. Like Kelly Clarkson is just she just interviews people now. Yeah,
0: that's a like, good point. You know what I mean,
2: like, she doesn't even have to sing.
1: Well,
0: good for her. Yeah. Hey, I want to say I want to say it. <laughs> Let me do it. You don't need to <laughs> say it. Okay, this is actually I I good. There the we go. Let me do it. Who says that you're the one that decides? I say I'm the one that decides.
1: <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> All right, that was actually almost funny. Okay. Who else we got here? Is there anybody Hi, else? Hi,
0: I'm Gilbert John Vries,
2: and now the video from the movie Problem Child. The video is called Ooh, Problem Child. It's with John Ritter. It's opening today, and it's performed well, by the Beach problem Boys. Well, the first Problem Child came out? Boys, 90? Yeah, I thought I can't, Problem Child 2 came out, 90. No. So, the song. So, Problem Child. The song and, is butthole,
1: by the problem way. Problem Child, Joe, What did you think of Problem Child? 2? okay. I loved yeah. it, these movies. I have no problem with it. It wasn't a favorite of mine, but... Oh, Carl Wilson. Now,
2: what I also want to say about Problem Child, Joe. John Stamos in this one? What? Maybe. <laughs> I also want to say about Problem Child? Yeah, even... there he is. Playing drums. Oh. I thought, even as a kid, that these movies felt surreal in a weird way. Uh,
1: yeah, I, don't I guess know that's how to a explain way to
2: look at it. it. Like, they always felt like not reality.
1: Well, they're not. There's John Stamos. Yeah. They're not reality, Quinn. No, but
2: like, like almost like oh he dropped it on Bruce Johnson's foot is the term for that uncanny um, valley what it what, like where it's like sure they're living like it the, the movie is playing <laughs> it straight like it's the real world but it's absolutely not it's just so weird the, the the vibe of Problem Child I think a lot of our fans know what I mean I, I, do, I know
1: what you mean but like, I don't know what it's called is it yeah. uncanny valley yeah, sure like it's just weird these I movies I wasn't a huge fan it was okay yeah I wasn't a big fan I love Carl Wilson, though. Yeah. I like that John Stamos is the drummer for the Beach Boys very for this. Very weird. He's got, he was a great singer. This, this is this song's very fitting, actually. Oh, God, get Mike Love out of here. Yeah. He's such an embarrassing hack by 1990. Yeah. For any Beach Boy fans out there, I know Matt Majette is a big one. Um, is it Mike Love crazy or something? No, Mike Love's not crazy What's at all. What's the one that, like... Brian Wilson. He's he not like, here.
2: He should have been on meds or so. like
1: I, I remember this whole story. There's a about lot of it. problems with yeah. Brian Wilson, but yeah. he was the the main creative inspiration right. uh, behind the Beach Boys. But by 1990, they're not they're riding the uh, high of Kokomo, which was like a surprise hit right. a couple of years earlier. But they weren't relevant, really. Uh, oh God, Mike Love! But they still could get gigs because they had that big hit. Yeah, and like, John Stambles was getting Mike Love on Full House all the time. Yeah. He's obsessed with the beach boys. God, yeah, in real life, and he's yeah. their drummer. Right. Oh, right, because he got, <laughs> he got that gig. Mike Love is the one that actually had a, a good purpose in the 60s. He was the one that provided like the the basier voice and you, he would Yeah. He wrote a lot of their lyrics back in the day. Like their surf stuff. Right. But once they started moving away towards pet sounds and stuff, I don't know. It, do you think it, the, it gets embarrassing? Do you think the Beach Boys um 80s thing? The, I felt like they, they
2: they almost seemed like a band that was, like, way too into, like, let's have guest people be in the Beach Boys or yeah,
1: something. Yeah, they did a lot of random people were just in it all the time.
2: Like, what? Was that just because they just... They had a lot of because they, they be, I No, I mean, was that maybe a, just a result of, like, they'd been around for so long that it's just, like, who gives a shit anymore? It's just, like... You know, know, I mean, just like, eh, anybody could be in the Beach Boys, whatever, right? (laughs) It was like, you know what I mean? As long
1: as the core people are there. Yeah, and only sometimes Brian Wilson,
2: by then, was there. It just just felt like the Beach Boys were unique in that way during the, like, er, mid-80s, early-90s. Well, and then
1: throughout the 90s, it became a whole mess. But anyway, this is not the Beach Boys podcast. Right What do we got next
0: Believe me All you people Had a great time Tonight on Friday night Videos A lot better Than the ultimate warrior And Tito Santana Are gonna have tomorrow night On Saturday night's main event Right Mr. Perfect Good night How many people Converted over
1: To watch that The next night Eight Yeah
0: (laughs) Good night
1: yeah, that was um... Not a lot of record companies just got credits. Well, they need to. There's Rick Rude's, Rude's, Rude's ass in the credits. Created, Dick Ebersol. created by Dick Ebersol. Oh. There you go. There you go. And that's why this is on here. Well. And BC. Well. Oh well. Hey? The oh, they got to advertise. Got to make course. sure you know this exists. That's right. Saturday nights. Main just in event. case, this, like you said, the, the AP people. Yeah, gotta watch it. Yep, There you go. All right. Well. That was fun. That was fun. I liked watching that. It's nice to do something different, which is what we do on the finales here. A couple of recaps for both of those of you on the audio and the video. Okay? I just want to make it very clear going forward what we got for OVP. Next week, there's a break episode. Right. May 16th. We're reviewing something, a live review of something. I'm not going to spoil it for you. In two weeks, on May 23rd, don't say anything, Quinn. I- I'm, I'm quiet. On May 23rd, for episode 271, we got a brand new opening segment on the audio version. Mm-hmm. Brand new. And the video version, which will also be obviously on the audio show, is the 1984 Canon officially making its move to Mondays, okay? Wow. That's a big deal. It is a big deal. On the Patreon side of things, on May 20th, the first ever Raw Canon, that's the first episode of Raw, Raw January 11th. Raw is Canon. Raw is Canon. I like that's that. That's what point.
2: we should call it. We should call it. are we we just call thinking it. of
1: ideas right here on the spot. we still got time. So that's May 20th, very, very soon. That's right. So with that said... Check those things out when they come out. We thank you no matter whether you're on the audio or the video for being with us. It's been another fun season, a unique season, a transition season, as you will, as we've live reviewed a bunch of random things. It was a lot of fun doing that, you know, between Lucha, Boston Garden House shows, a lot of different stuff. Right. It's been a fun season. We really appreciate all of our fans out there. Thank you to everybody that is still supporting OVP, whether by listening, sharing us on Twitter, whatever you do. We really do appreciate you guys. Thank you very much. Yep, thank you very much. We, Like I said, we got a break next week. Monday, we'll still be here. It's just a break episode. A break. A break. 271 starts in two weeks. And until that time, thank you guys so much. We really hope you have a great rest of your week. Great rest of your day. We will see you next week for a special break episode. And again, be sure to stay with us for 271 in two weeks. Until that time, I'm Joe Morata. That's Michael Quinn. And we are out of here. See ya. Testicle.com. It's a real website, and you can join it if you want to. Vinnytestaverdi.org. Oh, this is all recording. Blooper reel. And welcome back, wrestling fans. Let me do that again. Am I the only one? We have a new opening segment. We just debuted it last week. Yeah. (laughs) Don't you love when it does this? Don't you just love it? Don't you just love it? I don't know. Even my grandma can plug in a cable, bro. <laughs> Dog, why are there so many blueprints? I've been doing radio, uh, wait a second, wait a second. I've been doing radio for 35 years, I don't need We asked you to... Jam-packed Raptors. let's go up to our ring and We asked sir. you to restart the show. Do that again. <laughs> I wasn't ready, I'm sorry. Oh, I thought you hit the button. Yeah, Michael. Mm-hmm. To keep talking, <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to say it. We're reviewing something, and then I do the thing. And because on Twitter, because on page, because bye-bye. you have to tell me though, don't just start it cold, don't just be all cold. Oh, not as usual. Hang on, though, I know. <laughs> right, let me just start the video so I have it ready. The USA, the USA? <laughs> all, right, all, right, ready, all right, I'm ready, I'm
3: right, ready, I'm right, ready, I'm right. ready.